Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. Welcome to Studio K on Muskoka Magazine. This is your host, Joe Jordan. Studio K, where curiosity is ignited, conversations are genuine, and connections are celebrated. The ordinary becomes extraordinary. Good morning. Welcome to Studio K. My guest today is Marcy Hill from the Door Youth Center. Marcy, I'm not sure what your title is anymore at the door. <laughs> Me too, sometimes, actually, seeing I wear many hats. But um, ministry director, I believe, is the, uh, is the, the title. <laughs> the title. Okay, good. It's nice to see you over Zoom. It's been a while since we've chatted. And I just wanted to get an update on what's happening at the door. We don't need to go through the past two years because that's been tumultuous for everyone. So maybe we can yeah. start with where you are now and what's happening at the door. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited to say that our lunch program is up and going um, on Wednesdays and uh, Fridays, where at the barbecue we see like about 100 kids um, on each of the days. So that's fantastic. Um, and I know that it really serves a, you know, it's a great outlet for a lot of the kids and we can now stay open. So it's so nice to have them like sit down where before it was just takeout. Right. So great to see those faces. Um, our atomic youth program um, is open and it's happening tonight, Thursday night. And then our Friday drop in is a go, which is fantastic. We've been um, we have quite a few kids. It was, you know, slow over the last little while, but everybody's starting to come back out. We're getting a new group of kids. We're seeing a lot of the kids in the grade eight um, area where it used to only be the high school kids, right? Um, there's the the breakfast program at the high school. <clears throat> James does that. And James is also over doing popcorn right now for the Otters games, which is kind of cool. So we get our face in there connecting with some of the youth that we might not see regularly, but have an opportunity to say, hey, guys, come on over and hang out. <laughs> Right. So, so the lunch program that's you serve up hot dogs and hamburgers at lunchtime, is that correct? On Wednesday and Friday, you said? Yep. Yep. Completely free. Right. And what do you think about, I mean, food always draws people in, right? But um, do you think that some kids who would be less likely to participate in a smaller intimate group, kind of, that's how they start at the door or that's what they find out is going on there? Yeah, definitely. I think that there's, um, it takes away any stigma, the fact that it's open to everybody. So we have like doctor's kids and, and, you know, people who can definitely afford to go into town and buy themselves a burger, but um, it's, you know, there's no expectations on who comes through. So we get gangs of them who just want to come and have a warm place to sit, maybe play some, you know, air hockey and, um, and some come in to chat and they're also pretty in love with Eli, the door dog. So I try to keep them in the car during lunch, but they all come and get my keys and, uh, and go sit with him sometimes in my car and hang out. Is that your dog, Marcy? Yeah, he's my golden retriever. Right. And did you get a new puppy? Oh, you saw that. I so did. Eli, my golden and my son's golden, who are best of friends, um, fell in love. And, and so 
11 puppies came into our world. Um, they're in Grand Bend and, uh, and slowly um, but surely uh, getting um, nice homes. They're, they, they're going to be coming to the door actually um, to do a visit, like an open house visit, because there's some girls that are still available. So that's going to be fun. And that's um, on, on March 8th. I might as well put in there. <laughs> so there, people are coming to meet them and possibly adopt them? Yeah, so they get an opportunity. And we thought it would be fun to do at the door because, you know, the kids, Eli's uh, like an emotional support dog for a lot of the kids. So they come in uh, to my Illuminate coaching. Sorry, I didn't even mention that part. I've been doing the Illuminate uh, Illuminate parents and Illuminate youth. Um, So I see both parents and kids uh, one-on-one sessions. And, uh, and Eli's a big part of that. So I've got a big giant beanbag chair with a nice cozy blanket and everybody curls up in the chair and Eli usually ends up on their lap. So Eli is a naturally therapeutic dog, but maybe doesn't have the training as a therapeutic dog. Yes, he is not. He does not have any credentials. He is just a, a natural lover of all people. So he's our, uh, we, he's, uh, he's been coined our emotional support dog. Right. He takes after his mama. <laughs> they say they do that. Um, so can you give an explanation of what the atomic youth is? I kind of have a, an understanding, but just for our listeners. For sure. So um, sometimes people assume it's um, like youth group. Um, I do a youth group for Muskoka Community Church. So I, there, that is very faith-based. Um, I would say this is a little bit more of a moral compass kind of um, concept where I do about a 20-minute session on a topic. Usually, sometimes like it has been on prayer. Um, you know, we let the kids, not all kids who come in f- have a faith or f- go to church. Um, so they just sit around and listen. And we talk about how, you know, having that um, spiritual connection uh, can be really powerful in our lives and um, no indoctrination, no expectation. They just come and listen. And in that usually organically comes out a whole lot of struggles and concerns and worries and uh, life issues. And so we get an opportunity to sit and have talks and chat with other and the kids share beliefs that maybe are outside of the Christian faith. And we talk about, you know, um, what and why and how it helps. And yeah. And then on top of that, it's games, food, activity. I usually end up serving everybody dinner. Um, And there's also the door. We're just blessed, right? We have chips and snacks and Sometimes we do some crazy challenges that involve um, like things like, uh, you know, giant freezy contests who can finish them first. <laughs> Watch everybody get brain freezes. I'm a little twisted that way. I, I, <laughs> I do get enjoyment. I laugh my head off. We try to put a little bit on social media if we can. <laughs> and what night is Atomic Youth? And Atomic Youth is Thursday nights from 630 until 830. Um and it's usually we have kids from around grade five up to grade 11. We have a couple if they're in grade 12, usually they're there because they're helping out and volunteering. We were prior to COVID doing an LIT program, leader in training, because I do uh, plan on doing some camps. Um, we also have a busy bee program that's in the background right now um, because of volunteer um 
issues and, and waiting for the right number of people uh, to run this program. We're going to do an after school care program for kids that are grade two to grade six. So that's going to be directly after school. Um, and it will have um, the Beatitudes, be kind, be, you know, um, behave, <laughs> be real, be authentic, be yourself, be bold, um, all those kind of beatitudes. So we hope to make it an after school care program that's not just babysitting, but works on, you know, creating the best version um, of ourselves. And is that a program you've run in the past? That's a brand new program. It was we had expectations of it coming out in January, but with all of the lockdowns and stuff that happened, we held off. So we've 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 ran it through. We've got some great plans. We're itching to get that out to the community because I know that after school care is something that we really do need in Huntsville. Absolutely right. So are you still operating with two full time staff yourself and James and then you run with uh, a troop of volunteers. So it's kind of exciting. Um, We've hired even more. So we had there's James and myself. Um, Ryan Campisi is uh, for our Novar division. um, And he's been doing a lot of stuff locally. So he's going to start Uh, kicking off some community serve projects where all of our kids will be able to jump into that as well. We used to do uh, project serve where it ended up in an international visit. This is just going to be locally and around our community who we can help, where we can go, um, just fostering um, that in, in our youth and, um, and making some camaraderie and connection during that. Right. And so Ryan's great. He also does a construction program. Um, So he's helping youth doing woodworking project. They build a beautiful uh, picnic table at the door, huge picnic table that we use for outside at our lunch program. Um, And the kids are going to get an opportunity to get like apprenticeships and connect um, with other builders and stuff like that. So that's exciting news. We also have um, coming on board, Jessie, who is, she's um, a registered psychotherapist. So um, that's pretty exciting news. She was um, working our, in Bracebridge, we were kind of connecting with the um, a housing project there, but it's looking like she's now going to be popping around Muskoka because now we have also been in uh, Hartley in Perry Sound. So We are kind of a Muskoka division more than the Huntsville door now. We have some great new staff who are excited and full of ideas. Um, They're they're young. And so it's great because with that comes all sorts of um, fantastic new projects. Right. That sounds very exciting. And I can see you still have your same passion for the door that you (laughs) always had, if not even more. We're going to take a little bit of a break. And when we come back, we'll be talking to Marcy Hill a bit more about the door youth program. This is Dr. Shervin. Hello. Dr. Shervin owns a dental practice in Huntsville. Yes, ma'am. But it's not only a dental practice. Dairy Lane Dental plays a major role in our community, supporting organizations that enrich your town like Community Radio, being a member of the Bay Food Crew, and Huntsville Hospital Foundation Business Cares Program. Dr. Shervin and his team at Dairy Lane Dental knows that alongside truly understanding their patients by providing a pleasant dental experience comes a responsibility to take care of our home. This is correct. Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. 
By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. Welcome back to Studio K, a part of Muskoka Magazine. If you're just joining us now, I'm here today with Marcy Hill from the Door Youth Group, and we're talking about all the things that are happening there. Do you call it the Door Youth Group or is it the Door Youth Center? How do you normally refer to oh, it? It's the Door Youth Center. So we're Youth Unlimited. We've got a whole branding thing going on right now where we've done a lot of, um, used to be YFC was our main logo. Um, and now it's Youth Unlimited. Um, so the door has been known for a long time, has its negatives and its positives. So we're hoping to do like a lot of revamping in the area. Um, and so I think you might soon see maybe some changes around how we do refer to it. But yeah, the door youth center is what I tend to use. Right. So one thing I wanted to talk with you about, and you had mentioned that you would like to touch on this subject is the changes or the specific problems and challenges you see with youth because of all they've had to deal with with COVID. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think that we're we're I, everybody's probably inundated and and done with the topic of COVID, and so um, the obvious issues that have been faced have been faced. You'll see that right now. There's been so much in the media with our youth um, labeled and getting in trouble all the time publicly. And and even when people don't know necessarily our youth are to blame, they just kind of seem to get nailed. And so, you know, I always put a shout out to the community to remember that these kids are really trying to find safe spaces um, when areas have been closed down. I'm seeing a lot more kids hanging out in people's basements. Um Drug use with like an opiate use <laughs> is on the rise and it's phenomenal. The age of kids, like I'm talking our grade eight kids that are really struggling. And we've had a lot of overdoses um, of some beautiful local children who, who, you know, for one mental health and everybody jumps to, you know, how it happened or why it happened. Um, but we, we know connection is number one. We need connection that is what as human beings we're we're made we crave it even even introverts you know they say well they like alone time but nobody wants to be invisible and nobody wants to be segregated everybody wants some form of of connection and so um i'm so excited to see that we're getting near the end of this but i think there's going to be a, a a big aftermath um, of pieces that we have to pick up and an understanding out there that um, that this did affect our youth, you know, and um, and that we we need to ask them questions and we need to talk to them about it. It's not over. Like there's still going to be pieces that we really have to work with our youth and habits that have been created. And, um, you know, self-medicating is uh, is very powerful. And, and I think that, you know, as adults, whether it be sitting up until, you know, four in the morning watching Netflix and, you know, eating potato chips because you don't have to go to school tomorrow, that's still self-medicating. And, you know, and, and it's habitual and getting our kids out and into programming and doing things and active is so important. 
Absolutely. I wasn't going to uh, go down this path with you, but, you know, not be for any particular reason, just because the interview time is short. But I know I was looking at some media this summer and, and I found three former students that I taught that had died of overdose. And each yeah. one of them was so tragic, so sad, and so shocking when I think of what who that person was when I taught them yeah. in grade four. And how, like, how does the media in Muskoka, and I don't want to get too political, or, uh, cover right. that, because it feels like a lot of people aren't aware of what a significant problem it is in our community. No, and I think it's because we we want answers and we want to project blame in areas that are political. So it's hard not to be political. Um, but I think that I think that recognizing is number one that this is an issue. Um, that that waking up and realizing um, that e- our kids are out there. It's parents. I have had, you know, recent suicides connected um, that are very, very close to home to me, who I know um, the love and the family that they had. This is bigger than that. It doesn't mean that these kids don't have good mom and dads. This doesn't mean that they don't have family life. This is heavy on their shoulders. Hope is the most important thing for youth to feel. And when we pull that away, um, it's frightening for them. And so I think moms and dads need to have those conversations and uh, be aware that it's good kids. It's not the kids that you picture in your mind um, that are taking their life. And it's it's kids that are are sometimes just afraid of where the next step is, you know, and they just need to be reassured that it's OK. Right. It's going to be OK. I think there's such a stigma probably for the families too to talk openly about how their child died. Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, and, you know, I, I look at there's, uh, you know, I, I automatically get texted and called and, you know, so-and-so died and people jumping to whether it was intentional overdose or accidental overdose. Well, fentanyl's played a huge role in a lot of this. Um, what our kids have access to is frightening and I think that as parents, we look as our kids hit teens, people often go, well, you know, kids experiment. And um, it's not like experimenting like it used to be experimenting. We don't know what's in the drugs. Um, I think there needs to be an awareness out there that um, good kids are trying stuff um, that is bigger than them. (laughs) And so um, so having those conversations is important, really uncomfortable. Yeah, it might be my kid (laughs) like you know, and nobody wants to believe it's my kid. And and there's parents that want to create safe spaces and allow the kids to be in their home. Um, but then if you're going to create that safe space, know what they're using. Know, know, be, be there and see what's happening. Because I think that there's a lot of accidental stuff happening out there as well. It's not just intentional, right? But it's out there. So does the youth... Dor, do you partner with any other agencies in town to kind well, of have a united front around some of these problems? We always try to. Um, how we connect, we there's we have a lot of um, you know group zooms. Uh, we stay connected with what's happening, especially on topics like this. Um, and it's always good because we try to make sure we know what programming. I always consider myself not a therapist. So I'm, you know, and, and, or nor a psychiatrist. I am a bridge 
I build relationships with youth and it gives me the opportunity um, to bridge to our community that's out there that can actually um, get involved and and help them in the next stages and the next steps. Um, but that conversation is important. It also brings judgment sometimes because sometimes I'm, you know, I know a lot of things. And when you know a lot of things that can put a lot of guilt on your shoulders too, uh, when you hear all this tragic stuff that's happening, because you try to be that person. And at the same time, you're also trying to make sure that you, you let them know, you know, I want to be here and I want you to be able to trust me. But if I think at any moment you are in danger, I have an expectation, you know, to reach out to other people. So I find that me having, it's going to be fantastic having our new psychotherapist, um, because I know her very well. We can work together at building trust in relationship and community. Um, and trust is so important. You know, you could have five therapists or counselors that a kid goes to that it's like shoes. If it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. And sometimes kids give up after the first try. And therapy is important. And, and having open conversation and a comfortable um, communication about, about therapists um, is important too. So I'm really looking forward to building that connection myself, actually, with Jesse as time goes on at the door. I think it's a, a very accurate description, a self-description that you are a bridge. Um, you know, you said you're not a therapist, you're not a psychoanalyst, but you are completely therapeutic and you're completely nurturing in everything that you do with kids. So to play that role is really crucial to be a bridge that you can connect them to other agencies and they, they have to feel safe and they trust you. I don't think I've ever seen a, a kid that you've worked with that didn't trust you, but um, you know, you can build that. So how do you stay hopeful, you know, in the midst <laughs> of all this, how do you stay hopeful or what do you see that is hopeful? Uh, well, to not throw my beliefs, I would say faith. Um, I, I, I believe wholeheartedly that, um, that, that no matter what, we always have some uh, struggle and tra tragedy in, in our lives and for teenagers in particular, that, that it's a piece of their path and their growth. And, um, and I think that as adults, as long as we're open-minded and, um, and we keep aware of things and on top of things, uh, we're going to come out of this bright and sunny and, you know, I look at these kids and I can on, I would rather be with youth than adults any day. They are fun. They are, they are optimistic, even in the face of tragedy, they see sunshine and positivity. They really do. That's why depression and mental health hits me like a weight because it's not normal. That isn't the norm. They really do usually have that built in optimistic faith. So when we see that sadness, we have to we have to act on it and and make sure that we are being a bridge, even as families um, at home, you know, that we're not just we're not just trying to keep it quiet. We're actually talking about it. Right. Well, we're coming to the end of our interview. So I wanted to give you an opportunity if if a youth or a parent was listening to this interview and they thought that sounds like something that would be helpful in our lives. What's the best way to get in touch or, or to just drop by? So I am on social media all over. I'm pretty easy to find and I'm pretty vocal. You can find me, Marcy Hill, um, on Facebook. You can find me um, at the door on Instagram. You can find me, Marcy Hill, at the door and Snapchat. And my email is mhill at highlandsyfc.com. And um, 
I'm at the door often every, like usually every weekday, pop in that office that you see the big giant window. I'm usually right behind there um, preparing for the evening's lessons and activities. And I love Illuminate Parent Parenting has been a really great opportunity for me to reach out and contact the the parents in the community and I'm hoping and looking forward to creating something for parents um, in the upcoming future it's not been put out yet or how we're going to do this but I think that we need a space for parents in a group setting to be able to talk and know that they're not the only ones struggling it doesn't make you a bad parent um, you know mental health issues are on the rise we need to talk about them if we don't talk about them we're burying them so that's my hope for the future at the door wonderful thank you so much it's always a pleasure to see you and and Muskoka is lucky to have you working with our youth thanks Marcy thanks my friend Thanks for joining us on Studio K. Have a wonderful day and remember that if you look closely at everything that surrounds you, the ordinary might just become extraordinary.